0: welcome everyone to andrew's computer room also known as the black tower podcast a wheel of time podcast uh hosted by the illustrious andrew from his beautiful computer room
1: oh yeah, it actually looks better now because uh the dingus right here forgot yeah. to uh after completely reinstalling windows on my computer of what like months ago now to uh re-enable hd for the webcam in zoom <laughs> So I'm like looking, I'm like, why does it look so grainy? Why is like the zoom and everything so weird? Why do I feel like I'm in this like narrow box? And then I clicked it finally today and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, it looked bad because I'm bad. Nah, um, and I absolutely forgot that that was a setting. Hmm. But before we get to that one, um, the Black Tower podcast is also co-hosted by uh, my illustrious co-host you see on the screen or you're hearing on the airwaves as well. This is our fantastic Amon Khan, Amon Daniel. Indeed. Thank you very much for that, Andrew.
0: I also forgot to give you your title, which makes me kind of a dick. Uh, You are the... I earned my title. You
1: gave me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's a good answer.
2: Yes.
0: Well, and if we're being completely honest, I am the one at the Black Tower that we gave a title to. Everyone else technically earned theirs i mean not really because we didn't actually fight any battles or call any storms but like in the books they are things that exist and someone earned them and we are borrowing them from the books me we made up so
1: i (laughs) i stood outside and screamed at the sky for a fortnight before i got my title
0: there we go little josh earned
1: and inherited his
0: fight club adjacent uh... Yeah, standing outside for a week,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know but what the question that means? Is, that, did that you Josh ratitate?
1: um, yes, from a few orifices actually, so. <laughs>
3: oh, but you know, but I just yes, realized is- also
1: that Josh is the first person to kind of inherit a title, that is correct. Um, I mean, he definitely earned it, but
0: yeah, yeah. also inherited the title or took over the, the very large boots that Aaron left we have now mentioned him a couple of times but unfortunately our Soravan Mihail is uh, out learning cold water wind weaves uh, down in the place where the earth ends and you can fall off uh, I thought
1: he was trying to like learn how to cushion his nipples with like weaves of air because they're like glass or, <laughs> or like diamond right now
0: probably i mean i feel like that's the thing that the uh the athan mere would uh would figure out at some point but yes he is learning weaves from the athan mere uh while also learning weaves from penguins and also trying not to fall off the edge of the earth because we all know it's flat and i will take no criticism or uh other discussion about that whatsoever (laughs) so would
1: you bother like trying to use the one power to stuff your bra with air or would you just mask of mirrors i mean
0: the answer to that question for most of the books would be stuff because mask of mirrors is a lost art that gets reintroduced by forsaken well doesn't
1: maureen use it in the first book when she steps over the wall isn't that mask that's
0: not mask of mirrors it is illusion but it's not technically mask of mirrors
1: Okay. Well, you you get what I mean. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like this, I just kind do. of. Would you do. would you yeah. illusion it, or would you there try to? Yeah.
0: No, that's fair. Uh I feel like the answer. I don't know, because both of them would. Be... Maybe
1: it just depends on the string and the goal. Yes. If you think you're it gonna, also... like, if you're going to go out dancing, you probably would use like the flows of air to actually stop it, because then people would actually potentially come into like contact, contact as you danced it, yeah. around. But if you're just like, you know, at a ceremony and it's just all for performance and, and visual.
2: Yeah. Um, fair.
1: Though I imagine there's not, uh, especially in the writing of the books, there is not a small, it is not, it is not, and it's fucking like English. A lot of people that can use the, the magic would probably be like, you're wasting the use of magic.
0: Oh, it's yeah, just without a doubt.
1: Which but actually do that brings us anyway.
0: a little bit into our uh, topic today, uh, but before One more we PSA. do that, uh, we are Answers. definitely going to need to do a couple of small things uh, to make sure that you are prepared for the episode. The first thing that you are going to want to do is pop over to blacktowerpod.com to check out all of the announcements and conventions that we have coming up and the most recent episodes and all of our socials and all of our merch and everything like that. Uh, And then once you are done there or partially through, because we all know that tabs are a thing and so you can do two things at once on the internets, uh, you want to go ahead and click on that chibi that is near the bottom of our page that looks like Indiana Jones. Uh, And pop over to crystalbarista.com, where you can go ahead and get all of your wonderful rock-hounding, crystal, mineral, fun shapes and sizes of rocks and fossils, uh, as well as uh, just all-around good person that the Crystal Barista is. Uh, who also happens to be the one of the official sponsors of the Black Tower podcast, and we are eternally grateful for what has already been for the sponsorship that has already been done and will continue into the future. Because as far as I know, we have not uh, <laughs> we have not burned that sponsorship bridge, so I imagine that it will continue. Oh, this is going
1: to be awkward. Uh, so oh actually, no.
0: no oh god <laughs> is that why he's is that why josh is really gone
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's all a facade josh oh, is really no. gone because uh oh we set something on fire
0: oh god no no this but definitely go check start out the fire right go check out the crystal barista it really is kind of your one-stop shop they are always getting new things i swear to god i hear like every four days uh the crystal barista is in a new place or making new deals or getting new uh, inventory in or making deals for new cooler uh, sculptures or minerals or whatever. So it changes all the time. I would check like once a week, if not more to go ahead and check out what the crystal barista has got going on. Cause it's always different.
1: Or just go to her page and follow uh, her over on Facebook and yes. follow her over on instagram and you'll be able to see as new things come in also Uh, speaking of things to make sure we do uh because uh i frequently airbrain the shit out of this time of year if you live in the united states it is now the end of january first part of february as this is public uh that means it's tax season yes I was reminded horribly today of tax season. Whenever I got five tax documents <laughs> in the mail at the same time, <laughs> and another two via email. Uh, um, so yeah, that, is a, that um, is a lot of tax stuff. Yeah. Well, there was a lot that happened this past year, and a no, lot no, of things I, had changed. So. Yes,
0: I totally get that, and I'm not. I don't like, think oh I've my seen. Oh gosh, Andrew, that's so much tax stuff. It's just five's a lot. Like. <laughs>
1: I, I don't think I've ever seen the number 1099 this many times.
0: Um, oh, yeah. there are multiple variations. 1099s?
1: Ooh. I literally have a 1099 from my TSP. Oh, yeah, because you're a
0: contractor. Oh, well, no, fuck. this
1: was from my, my thrifty Savings plan when I was still in the military. Oh, um, okay. All right. And I, I have two 1099Cs, I think, or whatever from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, which i'm probably giving out way too much tax information to somebody it's the name of a form who cares yeah but i literally have one of them that is literally for 0.01 cents best of luck to everybody in this arduous incredibly stressful tax season and i wish everybody the fattest of refund checks um and that you also do something fun but also responsible with them don't just waste it all on like massive tvs and stupid cars that you're going to sell in like four months
0: a good suggestion of what people should waste uh or just use their fat refunds that we are hoping for them on is jordan which is actually the week after tax day <laughs>
3: oh yeah Yeah, so
0: definitely if you do not have your tickets uh for jordan con now is definitely a good time to get them uh i think last time we checked they had about 300 memberships still available um a little over 300 memberships still available so there's definitely still sort of plenty of time in some ways to get your tickets but again i can only say that with so much confidence because once they're gone they're gone (laughs)
1: Uh um, as of right now, this is what the 24th of January. Uh they have 346 in stock. And if you can't make JordanCon, there's always WatCon in that July is that we'll be at. So uh definitely look at Watcon.com for everything, WatCon and JordanCon.org for everything JordanCon. Um, and we look forward to seeing you there.
0: We should definitely make sure that all of the people are protected from our topic, which we will get into in just a moment. Andrew, please, if you will, the condom.
1: Just as our topic tonight will have two different voices, Uh, this spoiler warning also has two very different and very
2: lovely voices. This episode contains spoilers from the entire Wheel of Time series. If you have not read the series, you are at risk of being spoiled. You have been warned.
1: And I still geek out that we have had that and been able to use that spoiler warning since fucking 2018.
2: Yep. 2018, baby. Absolute First podcast. (laughs) <laughs> that is
0: true. We, You guys, you and Aaron were the first podcast to ever ask Kate and Michael to be on a podcast and they were ecstatic. Um, and it was a really good episode. And they've been on so many at this point now. Um, actually, they still haven't even been on that many when it comes right down to it as far as like the podcasts that they technically could be on. Um, but they have definitely been on quite a number at this point uh, of the Wheel of Time podcast. But again, you didn't hear come here to hear us talk about Michael and Kate, though you kind of did in some ways because Kate and Michael is not a terrible allegory for what we are talking about today, uh, which is the difference between some training procedures and thought processes behind uh how people get to where they are going and why they do the things that they do uh and so you know we've talked a little bit about kate and michael before as far as how they got to where they're going um and about how uh they have done lots of different things uh and now we're going to go ahead and talk about the white tower and the Black Tower, and some major differences therein when it comes to preparation. Uh, As we all know, based on the fact that we are the Black Tower podcast, uh, we definitely have a focus on what the Black Tower is doing in the books, um, and thoughts that we have about male channelers and what they are doing throughout the actual page time that they get from their inception to the last battle as well as lots and lots of general thoughts and theories about what will happen after and what was happening during the time general they had fuckery. a bunch of right and the, all the times that they had you know we knew they existed but they weren't on screen or on page or whatever you want to call it uh but anyway we are sort of doing that right now because there isn't that much info on how exactly the Black Tower trains their people, but there's enough. There is definitely yeah. enough to go ahead and make a lot of extrapolations on the the information that we do get, which is great. I'm
1: poor, this this we show you. This we show yes. you. Yes,
0: indeed. So we're gonna start a little bit with sort of we're gonna take. I was gonna start things- with
1: the White Tower. I was thinking we'd start with the White Tower.
0: I agree with that. And I just am going to do a really quick little history of one of the biggest, or one of the reasons that there is a big difference here between the White Tower and the Black Tower, as far as how they function. Um, And I'm going to make it really. For
1: 3000 years.
0: Right. It's going to be basically (laughs) a little bit of an elevator pitch uh, for these two entities. And it's going to be sort of the, the foundation by which we go into this topic. So in the books, we're giving, given a lot of information about the White Tower. Um, it's still kind of an enigma in a lot of ways because it's been around for so long and we don't get that much information about it and it's like minutiae history, but we do get enough to go on for, for the purposes of being able to give a little bit of a history and things like that. So the White Tower was a conglomeration of sisters of Aes Sedai that were female Aes Sedai during slash after the breaking, who either survived the breaking of the world or came about during or after the breaking of the world. So sorry, that was a weird way to say that. All of them survived the breaking. It just is a question of when they were born and discovered their channeling abilities during the breaking, um, or before or after. Uh They, There was a a single sister with a small group of other Aes Sedai who basically went around to other pockets of sisters that were living across Randland to join them together in a society or a group or a club or whatever you want to call it of female Aes Sedai who wanted to make who wanted to have power, whether that was to be making the world a better place, whether that was to uh, put influence on things, whatever you want to call it, and whatever intent each individual had. This is actually one of the reasons that we actually have Aja's to this day in the White Tower, because each individual Aja was actually like, each pocket of Aes Sedai around as they were being collected, had a focus that they felt like... Their channeling ability should be in, or their diplomatic ability should be in, or whatever. And when the group that was forming the White Tower got to that pocket of sisters, they said, Hey, we're forming this group. You should join us. And those sisters said, Well, we think this is really important. Can we do that in the White Tower, in the the new group that you're forming? And they said, Sure. That works, and so to hold it all together as one cohesive group, they still had a lot of those like focuses of those pockets. Um, so it's now been a thousand years since the start of the White Tower. More than it's not quite three thousand years old because that's when the breaking was, but it's been it's been more than a thousand years since the White Tower was formed. Uh, and it has a lot. Of tradition. It's also got a lot of policies and it's got a lot of fear because a number of the Aes Sedai that started the White
2: Tower were actively living through and dealing with the breaking of the world.
0: And That sort of gives them a lot of their basis for the different policies and the different methods by which they train the new Aes Sedai who are coming up through the ranks of the White Tower because a huge through line in the White Tower is
2: caution. Caution almost to the point of uh, stifling. And that is something that we see a lot in the books because we see it a
0: lot through the eyes of Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve who run into a lot of points in their training in the White Tower where they want to do something further or uh, take something higher or push something further. And the vast majority of the time, the powers that be say, that is too dangerous you need to stop.
1: Well, part of that uh, too comes from a part of the, the fundamental founding ideology of the sisters that survived yes. uh, the breaking of the world um, that are going to have lived through this and going to view loose Theres' actions as um, arrogance, not nearly enough caution um, a- into moving to action. So they're going to emphasize on this very cautious nature of moving forward in the world. Uh, partially just out of an immediate uncertainty. like If you saw all of the mail Chandlers that were physically there go insane immediately, and you know that, at least philosophically, that your power and their power brush against each other continuously to turn the wheel, then you've got to be thinking for a while, and I wonder how long the Aes and I worried about this before they either forgot or or figured it wasn't going to happen, that the taint was going to spill over into, into Sidere as well. Um, which I think would be a fair concern. You know, how strong is that containment? Are we talking like New Orleans style, like seawalls, or are we talking like the new seawalls that they're they've built in like Japan after yeah. uh, the Fukushima Daiichi disaster um, and that and that tsunami? Um, which I mean, they've thrown so much money; it's definitely definitely better construction, at the sacrifice of views. Yes, so I know. there's a whole section of village that like lost their entire view of the sea because of an eight mm-hmm. meter thick seawall
2: yeah anyway um so th-
1: their philosophy and their uh their kind of ideology post-breaking uh matches up with the manner in which they ultimately go about teaching people to train um because well,
0: i just want to throw it there because this
2: teaching goes people to train
1: teaching people in training whatever you know what I yeah
0: mean. I I just want to throw out there that it's even it's that fear, which is totally legitimate and totally real and totally terrifying, but it's also uh, along the lines of they've just seen the nuclear bombs go off and they know they have the capability to be nuclear bombs because not only does their power brush up against the, you know, male half of the source. So you have to worry about the taint. It's also just, the amount of power that we have can be ridiculous. And so not only is it we could also technically go insane, but they also know the nature of human beings. And so if you teach the wrong person how to go ahead and take their power to the next level, now you just have next level power in someone,
3: mm-hmm.
0: someone's hands who is going to misuse it. And they've seen oh, yeah. so many male channelers be forced or crazed or whatever into using that that way. But you also know that you don't need to be crazy to have bad intentions.
1: So, yeah. so, uh, so you pair this. Uh, well, in the early years, they're still going to be cautious, but they're not going to be the the same style of caution. Um, but once, uh, so you have the White Tower kind of uh, officially founded in 98 AB or 98 years after the breaking of the world yeah. began yep. um, and then about what a hundred and some odd years later a uh, little over right? yeah, a little over a hundred years later, uh, in 202 AB the tower itself is actually finished with construction
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so now they have this physical landmark where people can come and this is where uh, they're going to spend a couple hundred years just trying to save the remnant of Aes Sedai that remain. And it's going to probably be very much a, um, if you can channel come here, uh, if you're a female that can channel come here, if you're a male that can channel come here too, so that we can, you know, stop that shit. Yes. Um, and this is where we start getting things like the vileness happening. Um, yes. I actually know that's much more recent to, to the current timeline, actually. Yeah. Um, because uh Tom's nephew, Owen, was part of the Wildness.
2: Mm, yeah, uh, so the Wildness yeah, isn't
1: right. this old. So um,
2: but anyway, right. yeah.
1: Uh over time, like the the White Tower learns these very hard lessons of of taking in uh wilders potentially or people at the spark that are that are what they consider too old and they whittle down this very, very narrow. Uh, age gap where they will allow uh, people into the tower and by standard you have to be at least 16 years old with an asterisk there's a caveat um or and you can be no older than 18 years old uh apparently mm-hmm. unless the armorland decides that she has a liking for you and lets you in anyway correct um the asterisk for if 16 the
0: a, makes a new rule then mm-hmm. that's just what happens but yeah yeah sorry um, the,
1: the asterisk, asterisk for the age great. of 16 yeah, is if you start channeling or showing signs of channeling prior to the age of 16, uh, then they will make an exception. Um, and a lot of this is very much worded in for the safety of everybody else terminology. It is mm-hmm. for your safety. Um, we will let you in early. Um, mm-hmm. And the White Tower shows that their exclusivity isn't or they they portray it as less of a form of control and uh kind of softer more manipulative style boot camp than it is straight screaming in your face style boot camp um controlling other people that come in uh so if you can channel and you are strong enough uh to be accepted into the tower mm-hmm. um uh you start off as a novice um or it's also known as putting on the white um because you wear full white robes um and there are very stark similarities uh, to your life as a novice and people's life, lives in the Waste or maybe a little more accurately under Savannah as Shane, um, mm-hmm. uh, Wearing the white for a year and a day, um, which would make sense that these two very intermingled cultures of the Aes Sedai and the Aiel would have this kind of overlap. Um, yep. But during your time as a novice, um, you're basically you're you're forced to burn away the link literally you burn the clothes you showed up in uh, to symbolize the break. you're breaking with your past and your uh dependence on the tower they want you dependent on the tower itself um you perform chores day in and day out you are the workforce for the most part of the tower you're sweeping, you're cleaning, you're cooking, you're serving you're running all the errands possible for the Aes Sedai Um, doing what you're told, running around, doing the hard, uh, dirty work.
2: And in addition
1: to all this work, which is extremely taxing, you now must also go attend classes and lessons on learning how to channel, but just as many learning the history, old tongue geography, politics, history, uh, I already said that, uh, philosophy, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Um, And you're learning the basics of how to channel with the also thing, the also caveat of, you better not ever channel without an accepted or an ISA die there to watch you, and this is again done to enforce that they're there to help you, teach you, and protect you from yourself because you don't know enough yet. Yep. Um and they also do this all like uh, all the all the work must be done by hand. It builds character, you know. It teaches you to not, in uh, theory, teaches you to not. Rely too heavily on the one power for everything. Um, which is one of the few things uh from the White Tower training that I agree with. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And we see that
0: reflected in the Black Tower as well. Mm-hmm. Um well, and one of the things that I want to throw in here, because I, I feel like this is a, a good place, is
2: here at the Black Tower Podcast, we are viewing the White Tower from the point where it is a very well-established organization,
0: and there has been a lot of time and a lot of people and a lot of opportunity for both good and bad to happen
2: in the White Tower. In my humble opinion, and it seems to be reflected in my co-hosts as well,
0: there's a lot about the White Tower that leaves something to be desired. At the point where we get to it in the books. But again, it's interesting when we see these points where the language used, the laws or the rules or the regulations that are in place in the White Tower, if you read them on their face, actually sound very good. They sound very protective. They sound very... Uh, Helpful to the individual for your protection. We want to help you understand what you're doing, things like that. Now, again, I honestly think that that's how the White Tower started, that they actually intended that language to be that way because that was the point. It was to help all of the female channelers in the world to understand their power and come into their own and do all of that different stuff.
2: But if you read That's it cynically,
0: yeah. But if you read it cynically, which is where we are in the books, it's such, it leaves so much opportunity for manipulation and corruption and just not allowing other people to, and control. That's really what it is. Because well, it, it does again, something else
1: too, because it shifted from, uh, from a nicety and the thing that they were doing because it just felt right to an absolute mm-hmm. need. I mean, oh, they've yeah. been like male channelers through uh, their own insanity, through acts of the White Tower, through acts of the rest of the world have been called out oh, yeah. um, by the hundreds, uh, if not thousands now for the last 3000 years. Yep. And that's one of the things that when those series starts, Maureen talks about how they find so few new channelers or new people that can learn and, and so now these measures
0: puts that into words that she actually yeah. thinks that it's partially their own doing that that's true
3: yeah
1: and so you now have this need to if a person can arrive to the white tower um which they get no help from the white tower to get there at all correct um you know Egwene uh, and i were uh, exceptions because probably mm-hmm. and maureen um they get no help getting there and if you can get there and you turn out to be strong enough and you're within the age range and you meet you check all these fucking boxes to get in then they're going to do everything they can to preserve your life and preserve your yes. ability as much as they can because they literally cannot afford to take and and lose a single
0: able-bodied sister yeah and so you see all of these policies and these regulations that have the two sides of the coin. On the one side, this is for your protection. This is to make sure that if you are a person who's going to touch the power, regardless of anything else you do, they want to not lose you. The White Tower does not want you to die just from your inexperience and your ignorance. But there is also the, well, and and even more sort of the the, the one that I was sort of honing in on is the once you're in the White Tower, you are now... Not allowed to touch the the one power without going ahead and having somebody around you to make sure that, again, you are protected. Because this is dangerous. This is a thing that can be used to kill, to maim, to burn out, to do all kinds of bad things. Though on the other side, it can also be used for very good things. It can be very dangerous, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can get into a lot of trouble. But we see it when we start the books as the other side of it so much, which is if we are the white tower and we tell people that they can't channel without one of us, whether it be an accepted or an Aes Sedai, and then we keep them in the dark about their powers and we keep them as ignorant as possible, then we exert a lot of control over what they learn, how fast they learn it, what they do with it. and, you know, that their whole entire progression is fully controlled by us. And I feel like that is a situation that is so, real and so scary, even though it can come from such a place of well-meaning. Because again, I, I absolutely want to give the White Tower credit, where credit is due, that this side of that coin is so valuable. It really is, and it's so magnanimous. It just, by the time we hit the series, it feels like it's a lot more this side of the coin, than
2: it I mean, was this is...
0: seemingly from the beginning though it's hard to say because we don't as i said get these super minute details about how the white tower started
1: i mean and this is also robert jordan talking about basic training right i mean that that's abundantly Correct. clear yes and this is not going to be like the your your training for combat part of basic training this is going to be mm-hmm. your average every day let me show you like you don't know how to fold your clothes. So we're going to teach you how to fold your clothes and we're going to make you strong or, you know, we're looking at, you know, uh, Vietnam era or Mm -hmm. we're going to make you hurt uh, whenever you don't do it correctly. Error mistress of novices that doles out uh, physical punishment, like paddling and spanking or whatever, um, which is, you know, very different from just getting like punched in the jaw because you folded socks wrong uh, in basic training. So that's very much going to be the the white tower style. the the absolutely tear you down, control everything you do. You do nothing without the drill sergeant or the accepted an I dye washing over you. Um, and even then, everything you do, whenever it comes to the more dangerous stuff like learning the channel, you are restricted to such a minute level of channeling that even if you weave things perfectly correct, um, they're completely ineffectual. What would normally be like a, a fireball weave becomes just a little flicker of flame in the air. And they basically, uh, it's the it's Loris Umbridge's defense against the dark arts. It's a theoretical yeah. knowledge <laughs> without any actual real applicability uh, in the world, at least not at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you continue along this with these lessons with uh, both channeling and non channeling lessons. Um, while also being somewhat courted by the different Aes Sedai who are trying to convince you that you're, oh yeah, you fit the green or oh yeah, you fit the blue. But they're not really trying that hard with novices
0: no. right now. Yeah. Um and once you, you become an accepted, way, that starts to really be a thing. But when you're a novice, they don't seem to really care very much. But yes, continue. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Um, and you continue along this way until both yourself and the the eyes to die around you feel that you have reached a level of proficiency and strength where you can be tested and this is one of those like oh shit moments because if you take the test and you fail the test you're done you're out mm. you don't get another chance or is it two
0: chances yeah you get three times if you fail it three times you you're get done, three period. times but you do get three times to become an accepted. I think it's actually just once for Aes Sedai. But I know, but I, it's definitely three times for accepted.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Or at least I'm like 99% sure that it's three times. I thought it was actually three times for Aes Sedai as well. I know it was like three segments of the test. I thought like you can only attempt the test once though. <clears throat> Well, the way back comes but once, so, you know. Yeah, just the once. Three <laughs> times to
1: accept to take uh, Oh, yeah, they ask yeah. you three times, are you sure? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, no, seriously, are you sure? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, you know, if you do this and you fail, you're gone. Like, there is no oopsie-daisy do-over. Are you sure?
2: You have to say, yeah. Or you don't have to say, yeah, but um. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. If I'm if I'm reading our fact checkers message correctly,
1: um, because of course I get to the advancement section of the article to double check, and it's like here's the power scaling, and I'm like, why? Yeah, if you fail the test, you're put out of the tower. Period. Yep. Um, and that goes uh, for for either test. If you fail the accepted test, uh, which is to go from novice to accepted, you're out. And if you fail the test for the shawl or the isodi test to go from accepted to isodi, you're out yes um because like by the time you fail the test like you know what's coming in the test and you can really prepare part of the test is meant to heavily challenge you without time to prepare because what happens in the testing is uh in addition to the fact no one can tell you exactly what to expect because they don't know your life um they also heavily guard it uh as a secret that you don't tell people what's going to happen in the accepted test Mm -hmm. but the only thing that they uh, they reiterate is you know, the way back comes, but once, yes. don't falter um, and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And it's a very, very arduous test. It is a test in which you spent all this time learning how to use the one power. But in this test, you are not supposed to be able to use the one
0: power, um, though. well, And you're expressly forbidden from using the one power as well, because <laughs> even though you're technically not supposed to, they still tell you to not to.
1: Because um, they don't know yeah, what actually of...
0: happens to each person in the test, because it's very, very individualized, and so they're using this tarongrial that they don't actually understand, mm-hmm. and so channeling within this tarongrial that they don't understand is not something that they can understand at all. Because let's be clear they don't when we say the fail, tool.
1: <laughs> when we say fail for the accepted test and the isodite test, you go in and out of this tarongrial three times. If you go in. And then you come out and you refuse to go back in. That is a fail. Yep. Yep. If you go in and you don't pick up the hint to return to the tower, oh, you you're just, just not seeing it. Yeah. You're gone. They never see you again. They have no idea what happens to you yep. um, for the most part. Um, but uh, So that's the advancement, both from novice to accepted and accepted to Aes Sedai. Yep. Uh, now as you move to accept it your uniform changes instead of it being all white it is still mostly white and though all of the hems are the seven colors of the ajas just like the omerlin stole because mm-hmm. you are not yet allowed to pick an aja that happens whenever you become an aes Sedai um, but at this time I believe you also you get a great serpent ring that you can wear on the third finger of your left hand that is mandatory
2: oh my, um, yes. and yeah
1: and uh if you're gonna go based off of the show uh and the way that it looks in the show it would be either i would imagine just like a clear stone or no stone in the ring Uh,
2: that would would actually be
0: pretty cool i actually would like to see that in the show that you get a great serpent ring that you wear right here but it doesn't get a stone in it until you get aes Sedai and choose an Aja. I think that would be the coolest I could see
1: the setting of the stone being a whole ceremony with each Aja. Yeah, no, exactly.
0: I like that. Anyway, uh, let's switch gears here a little bit, because we don't have that much time. Uh, I was just going to
1: quickly go over Accepted. We'll we'll try to quickly get through the the rings. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, So, basically, once you make Accepted, um, a lot of the training wheels come off. Yeah, you're doing less chores, you're more... Uh, kind of think, uh, if you watch Harry Potter, think you're a house prefect um, to some extent. You're going around, you're helping the Aes Sedai manage the novices. Um, you might do demonstrations in the classes to aid the Aes Sedai with the novices, watch the novices practice. Um, and it's kind of this, uh, this is where you really start to embrace the servant of all mentality uh, that Aes Sedai in name literally stands for. Um where you are gaining your strength and gaining your knowledge not only through lessons and continuing to, to learn uh, in that manner, but also by teaching others and watching others and being a mentor to those under you. Um, you interact with the I I themselves uh, a lot more than you did as a novice. You're not doing as many chores and definitely not the same style chores. you know you're not really unless you're in trouble scrubbing cook pots um, as an accepted um, but when you get in trouble you definitely will be doing that kind of shit still. Um, but the biggest difference is even though you're, you're not supposed to do anything relatively strong, you become trusted to practice channeling to a small degree on your own. Um, Mm -hmm. if you have passed such an arduous test to reach here, they feel that you've earned the right to be able to do that on your own, that you've been broken down, beaten down and built back up enough to be responsible and kind of know where to stop, even though the uh, moratorium on experimenting is still very much in place. Um, The Aes Sedai is... The White Tower is very much unknown averse. If we don't know, uh, let's just play it safe and kind of avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe also as an accepted, you have more freedom of movement. You can actually leave the tower to go out into uh, the city of Tarvalon to an extent... Um, Whereas you cannot as a novice. As a novice, you don't know anything outside of the tower grounds. Um, and even going outside is a luxury. Um, but for the most part, your uh, your training continues. And um, this is where you start trying to pick out your star. This is the Aes Sedai giraffe, right? Where mm-hmm. like a, you would make a perfect blue. You would make a perfect red. You would make a perfect brown. Uh, uh, Aja's sister. Um, this is when this release really starts. I mean, the, there's not really a whole ton that is other than like an increased amount of privileges and liberties that you really get as an accepted. Um, the, the training regiment, even it's just elevated. They're instead of using like a small trickle, now you're using like a garden hose amount of of the power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you also have to pass uh, part of your testing to go to even be eligible for the Aes Sedai testing
2: is completing 100 weaves without breaking the Aes Sedai calm. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on, no,
1: I've got that wrong.
2: No, no, sorry, it's uh, not... Uh, well, not, it's... not entirely
1: wrong, but... So it also involves a Tarangriol. This one's an oval ring, and except it must pass through only once. Uh, and then that is where she is to weave 100 weaves memorize and practice to perfection while seven sisters channel at the in an attempt to distract her and break her from perfect Sedai composure um, as with the test for accepted some let take the test never return from this Terangreal. if they complete it they spend their final uh, their final night as an accepted in contemplation and prayer and the following morning she is raised to Sedaihood and, and chooses her aja Yep. So um there is that. Uh I Sedai, um you got all the freedoms. You can do all the things. Uh you have access to a whole lot more uh, time to study and train and learn. Uh if you're green Aja, you probably won't actually fucking use it. Um, but if you're red Aja, you'll use it to an absolute abundance. Um and this is of course where you picked your Aja. This is kind of like your forever fraternity um well not frat sorority this is your forever sorority uh well i guess would be the more apt uh more apt example um this is where you have freedom of movement for the most part um as long as the head of your aja is fine with it and the hall is fine with it and the armorland is fine with it which most of the time it doesn't even get to that level um you can go do pretty much whatever the fuck you want you can study what you want you can train what you want uh, just so long as you are available to the tower. And of course, the biggest thing, um, at least leading up through the end of the book, uh, the events of the book, if you are an Aes Sedai, uh, this is the brink at which you, ser- you swear the oaths on the Oath Rod uh, that binds you uh, from being able to uh, from break them. Um, but uh, as an Aes Sedai, your training is now pretty much transli- translated over into self-study and self-teaching. I'm like, you're responsible enough to do it on your own. We'll leave you to do it on your own uh, with still the uh, not, ex- well, I said, I don't really have a moratorium themselves on
2: experimentation. It's just heavily discouraged. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's actually more, it's not necessarily that experimentation is totally
0: Discouraged. I feel like it's just there are certain things that you're not supposed to touch or certain like levels you're not supposed to go. Don't go fucking with the magic sticks. Don't fuck with them things.
1: Leave them in the starters.
0: Like, yeah, the Terangri all that are that they don't know what they do. There's basically a, a big don't fuck with those don't experiment with those kind of thing um and as i said there are certain things that you don't really experiment with like there is a way to do healing don't mess with healing don't experiment with healing there is a set way to do healing there's a set way to do this there's a set way to do that uh but i definitely think that i mean all of the sisters at some point kind of mention like a focus that they have where they've actually discovered their own sort of little secret things. Part of the problem with the White Tower is that they don't really communicate a ton of those things because a lot of the sisters are very proud of what they've discovered on their own. Uh, and like Moraine's eavesdropping, for example, uh, there are sometimes reasons, like the fact that Moraine could eavesdrop really well and doesn't want to alert people to that. Uh, that you wouldn't tell other people about it, and other times where they're just jealous of the knowledge, where they're just you know keeping it under their their hat because they're they're proud of what they've right. discovered and they don't want other people to know about it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, think about it like meditation, self guided at first, and then as you get more and more experience, you go on your own. Um, yep, but still all very cautious, an emphasis on safety, an emphasis on following tradition, an emphasis on. You know, just take it easy. Like yeah. it's hard, but take it easy, especially in comparison to the other side of this coin, yep. um, the uh, the dragon thing side of this Quindiar, if you will. Indeed, um, the Black Tower uh, biggest difference, uh, which is no longer a difference by the end of the series, no age requirement. There is no max or minimum age to join the black tower. That is correct. Though obviously they're going to take the the realistic thing. If you're not, no one's going to sit there and be like, Oh, a toddler. Like, sure. But generally toddlers are uh, built into the world. as like, well, yeah, they're built into the world. Um, channeling generally doesn't. I, I don't know if it just cannot. That'd be interesting. How do you deal with a toddler that can channel? Um, but generally it doesn't manifest until puberty hits. Um, it's yes. part of, of manifest as part of puberty so probably safe there Um, i think
0: that the rule for the black tower is really once you are old enough to participate in a testing you can be tested and then possibly come to the black tower but it is also an interesting thing where The one of the other biggest differences about the Black Tower and the White Tower, and this is not necessarily training, but it is also very important in the conversation, is that the Black Tower goes out and recruits, but it also doesn't require anyone to come with them, if that makes sense. Uh, everything at the Black Tower is voluntary, or sorry, that's not actually true. That's not coming to the Black Tower is voluntary technically uh and it definitely seems like uh that is a thing that is true we're never explicitly told that uh because we don't know what shady ass shit mazrum taim told his you know scouts to go do but again as far as we understand from what rand tells mazrum taim to do in the black tower as well as what technically mazrum taim is supposed to be doing as the mahal is Everything about the Black Tower, or everything about entry into the Black Tower is voluntary. Uh, If you show up at the Black Tower, you can get tested. If you choose to go to the Black Tower with a group of recruiters, you can get tested. You know, blood, this, that, and the other thing. But, again, it's all a little wishy-washy because we don't get as much information about the Black Tower as we'd like. Uh, But, anyway... Uh, Yeah, so people volunteer to show up at the Black Tower, get tested, and join. But as you said, there is technically no minimum age or maximum age for male channelers. If you show up at whatever age you are to the Black Tower, you get tested, they discover whether you can channel, and then one of two things happens. Either do you have the soul resonance. Soul Eater fans, unite. There you go.
1: Either you
0: can channel, and they teach you how, or you can't channel, and you get the option to go home or join the uh, Army of the Dragon, basically. Uh, Because there is a whole group of people who don't join the Black Tower because they don't have the ability to channel, but decide to go fight Tarman Gaiden as general soldiers
3: makes sense you
1: show up like thinking like okay you're going to become like the biggest boogeyman uh, of like the last three thousand years history they're like actually no you're fine you can't do this and you're just like well shit i sold everything i wasn't planning on going home because i thought (laughs) they're like well you could join the army and it's like huh i have no life the army sounds great
0: well and there's no dig against the army look at that other look at the other side of that as well i mean you just told people that you were going to a place to become a boogeyman like they might not want you back. Like, even if you Now got- all
1: I can imagine is the, the freaking Russian dude from like Ant Man, the whole Baba Yaga, Baba
2: Yaga, indeed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I uh, once it's you a simple like- test,
1: it's I, I like the way they do the testing.
0: Oh, yeah, me too.
2: It's, it's, a, it's a
1: pure resonance, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, because male Chandler's in the books, um, not saying it's different in the TV show because we don't know quite yet. Uh, sure. But male chandlers cannot just innately sense the ability uh, to channel in another. That but does Taim seem to be true,
2: the Yeah.
1: F- yeah. Uh, but Taim uh, is the first that we see that says that he can test for it, and it's, he channels a small flame in his hand. Go check out Blacktowerpod.com. Look at our merch shop. There is a uh, uh, testing uh, thing. Um, focus on Feel the flame, the flame. Uh, which is what Taim says to Dahmer Flynn, as Dahmer mm-hmm. Flynn is the first tested, and uh, he looks for resonance. Uh, and some kind of echo in the other person of the of the weave that was
0: being used well and fun fact this is the second time that we see that in the series because the very first time that we see that in the series is moraine doing exactly the same thing to Egwene in eye of the world she gives her the blue uh gem that she wears on her head and they hold it together in their palms and Maureen basically resonates the the blue gem, and then at the end there's this little flicker, and Egwene's like, "Oh, that was a cute little flicker." And Maureen goes, "That was you, motherfucker!" Like,
3: yeah.
1: I don't know <laughs> if it's as much resonance, and or as much of like a kind of guide into channeling a trickle, whereas the resonance might be that you like you feel like a pulse of additional power into it.
0: Hmm. But uh,
1: visually I would imagine it's going to be the same uh, the yeah. same thing. Um, well except I, feel like I think
0: I, th- ju- I, think I think it's think just with- two versions of the same thing. But yes, I mean, you're absolutely correct that it's not necessarily the exact same thing. But since neither of them are actually described in great detail, uh it's hard to say yeah. whether they are or aren't, you know, just. Because the they man.
1: describe it as uh, a tiny echo of the minuscule flow of power that was pulsing in Tyene, but seeming to come from Dammer. Yes. Um, your EDM heartbeats synchronize as you stare into a flame, and I believe like the flame generally will like grow as you as you resonate. But anyway, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yep. Uh, another stark difference: uh, White Tower pretty much bans using the one power to do your chores. Black Tower, the exact opposite. The fuck yep. you using your hands for? <laughs>
0: Well, so here's actually a really good opportunity to sort of go into uh, a difference between the White Tower and the Black Tower that I think is one of the starkest and one of the most major. Uh, and I will make this quick. Uh, the White Tower seemingly was put together for a pretty significant purpose. And that was to protect the world from another breaking and more specifically for men who from men who could channel. Now, again, Lots of different people, lots of different women who could channel had lots of different focuses on what they were doing. But in the end, their sort of greatest task was to stop male channelers from breaking the world again and to find them and to make sure that they were made safe in whatever capacity that meant. Um, And they've now been around for 2,900 years or whatever um and they have still got a certain amount of that focus but it's become such a secondary goal because again as we talked about yeah exactly um and so again you're talking about a lot of time to go ahead and need to get other focuses because they're not going out every day and finding a male channeler and making them okay or making them incapacitated or making them whatever. And so you're losing a lot of that focus on what your original goal was. With the Black Tower, they will get into that. That's 100% guaranteed that if the Black Tower survives into the Fourth Age, which it definitely fucking seems like it will, they will be in the same position of needing to figure out a new purpose because their purpose right now is Tarman Guided. That is their whole deal, that is all they're training for. They don't need to go into any other character building training or anything. They need to get stronger and they need to get uh, get ready for battle and they need to be there at Tarmen Gaiden to fight a war and win. That is their only purpose. And so well, it's definitely fair. one of those things where using the power every day and using the power for everything and sword fighting every day and getting better at all of this stuff has a really obvious and immediate purpose whereas the white tower has lost a lot of what their purpose originally was and so you have this stark contrast between okay we want to make well-rounded sisters versus we want to make weapons and so that is definitely an advantage that the black tower has in the general laser focus that they have that a lot of the rest of it can kind of just fall by the wayside because in some ways there's an idea when the black tower is started that they're not going to survive term and guided. There's a good chance that the black tower is just going to be gone during the battle because they'll just lose enough people that fucking nobody even around. You don't need to learn history.
1: (laughs) You don't need to learn history because you already are history.
0: Exactly. And so again, that is definitely one of the things that I think is is super important when you're talking about these training differences. Um, because again, when you're talking about the purpose of why each one was built and where they are in that journey, uh, I think that is very telling as to where they are in the books as far as how much of their power they're using and when they're using it and why they're using it and what their eventual goal is. Anyway. Oh. Um to talk a little bit about both, ranks and things in there, or
1: um, yeah, we can. But I, I was going to make the quick uh, point that Great. the White Tower and the Black Tower both uh, they train and conduct themselves in the same way that their channeling philosophy uh, works. Correct. For Sire, it's this uh, this calm, gentle surrendering uh, to a meandering river, uh, but that river still has very strict banks that determine its flow. Uh, just like mm-hmm. the white tower has it's very it's limitation it's limiting rules and that kind of stuff but generally is there to you're guided through the training you're guided into
0: all this uh these learning uh all these lessons and you and surrender yourself to the white tower to yeah, yeah exactly 100 yeah. percent. i love that
1: um whereas the the black tower is absolutely sight in you you are seized by the scrub of your neck you were thrown into these situations, you are forced to either mold or be shattered. And if you're yeah. shattered, that they're, they're you drink the wine, man, and that's yeah. nice because I'm pretty sure and Tain was just fucking popping heads to start off with, um, or using them as live fucking target practice. Like Tain would absolutely do that. Um, it's uh, have you watched the uh, the first King uh Kings, Kingsman movie? Yeah. Where they have them like raise the dogs and they're like, oh, prove that you're worthy, mm-hmm. like you know, do the thing, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's it's very much reflective of the the channeling philosophies uh, between Sider and Sidine. Um, Agreed. And I like Black Tower is definitely a sink or swim, bitch. Um, and a lot of people sink. A lot of I motherfuckers mean, swim. Yeah, and a lot of people sink. Um,
0: I think in the so books in the- it is actually stated that. The the majority of men absolutely do end up swimming, which is really cool. Um, but we do hear of a lot of men that need to be put down because again, that's just a part of living yeah. in Randland at this time. Well, so
1: I think there's even a point where Tyene looks at Rand and is like, you know, if we could slow down a little bit, a lot of these guys that are being absolutely fucked. I could like we could teach them properly and we wouldn't lose them. And Rand's like, there's no time. Yeah. So throw that well, one. And this in is the overflowing bucket of things that Rand did. Kind of not kind of. Rand kind of did fucked up. And I said kinda anyway.
0: But yeah, I mean, let's be honest. This was also during Rand's Darth arc, so it's oh, yeah. definitely this, a this is
1: his villain arc.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm not agreeing with it or saying that it was good or bad or. Or, or I'm not saying it was good. I'm not necessarily saying it was it was bad bad because we do win Carmen <laughs> Guiden in the end, but again, yeah, no, this was definitely the point where Rand did not care
2: about things that it would have been nice if he did. Uh yeah. So, anyway. uh the ranks, uh
1: as yep. you alluded to. Um at the bottom equivalent to novice, we have soldier. This is the lowest rank. Uh You wear no decoration on your collars of your not quite as fine or distinctive black coat, but it is a black coat nonetheless. Um, However, again, like we mentioned earlier, unlike the novices in the White Tower, soldiers are required to do absolutely everything with the one power. What's that? You just took a crap and want to wipe? Hope you're good with flows of air. Or... Close of water, water, I guess you could. <laughs> yeah, you could bathe yourself. Both, if you Probably wanted to be a warm. Yeah, bidet. Gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, a little
0: fire in there if you want it. Yeah.
1: Who knows? Maybe water and earth if you were going to try to like spontaneously make a corn cob to wipe your ass with. I guess I don't know. Do what you got to do. do
2: um, what you gotta but
1: do. yeah, after attaining a a certain level of skill, we're not exactly sure what. But we would assume some relative proficiency with these combat oriented weaves. Not only do you get rid of your dingy just whatever works black coat, you get a very distinctive black coat, which I assume is of a bit finer quality, and you begin to wear a silver sword pen on the left side of your collar. Um, These were one of two sacks of pens that Ran dropped off at the farm whenever he learned that the, the folks there started calling it the Black Tower. Um, mm-hmm. in uh, opposition to the White Tower, of course. Uh, yes. Dedicated are in rank equivalent to the accepted of the White Tower, though neither of them would agree that they are on the same level, each argument that they are better than the other. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And in some ways, they're right, in other ways, they're wrong, just like everything mm-hmm. else. Um, third and highest rank equivalent to the Aes Sedai in the Black Tower is the Asha Mon. Um, this is the highest regular rank in the Black Tower you still wear the sword pin on your left collar, but now you also wear a gold and red dragon pin on the right side of your collar, still wearing this distinctive black coat. Yep. Um, and this is, you, you've attained a, a very significant amount of skill, not just with the one power and this goes for dedicated as well, not just with Sidene, but also with swordsmanship.
2: That mm-hmm. um,
1: uh, you're skilled in both hand to hand combat and power combat. Um, yep. Including actual
0: from... hand-to-hand combat as well, yeah. because the the three things that you are trained in at the Black Tower are use of Sidene, uh, use of a sword, and trained by the Aiel who shuns swords in the use of presumably spears, but mostly just literally fists and you know hands and feet, if you will. Yeah. Um and then above that you have
1: uh equivalent to uh, I guess the the hall. There's only two positions that are above uh, well yeah, above austrum but under the top uh, at the black tower. And that is your Sorvan Mahal, your storm leader and your Baijan Mahal, your attack leader um, yeah. who both kind of uh, lead the two main battle units. Um, of the Black Tower and they would be positionally equivalent to the, the Hall or the Sitters of the White Tower. And then Black Tower equivalent to the Omerlin, you have the rank of Mahail, which translates simply to Leader. Um, so, of course, that rank is held by Taim and uh, positionally held by Loghain eventually by the end of the books, though the title might would change, given that Mahail was also Mazram Taim's Forsaken, forsaken name. Mame. <laughs> um, uh, and then of course uh, there might be a tradition started from Taim because Taim did not wear either pin uh, despite having the top rink in the tower so mm-hmm. just like the Oberlin wears uh, the multicolored stole maybe the Mahal of the black tower just wears a black coat and I don't know I like the pins I think they look fancy um, uh, yeah Uh, training um we see them many many times
0: actually love to see sorry just real quick i think it would be awesome to again sort of in the our visualization of the fourth age and whatnot you have all of the the leaders of each different gar slash the amralin seat or the amralin seat equivalent the Mahale, whatever um and i think that what they should actually have is a pin denoting what gar they are from and a Quendiar seal. I think that would actually be really cool. You just, and then, I mean, I'm certainly not saying that you couldn't find a place on the coat for the Sword and the Dragon if you wanted to keep wearing those, but I think that it would be really cool to sort of get additional pins and or replacement pins that would be the the seal and, you know, something to denote your gar. In our, uh, again, view, it would be the patches that we got made or the stickers that we got made
1: <laughs> true. i like it i like it a lot but um yeah. so anyway. uh the bulk of their training is focused on combative style weaves and, and physical combatives this is the launching of boulders this is the lifting of heavy objects this is the creation creation of impenetrable domes of air mm-hmm. um Taim molds the Ashaman, uh, which is also the general term for people at the Black Tower, um, molds the Ashaman into a pure killing force. That is their one goal: to kill effectively, efficiently, and totally um, mm-hmm. without remorse. Which is why I definitely believe Taim had recruits kill the men that went insane uh, prior to the introduction of the uh, the poison wine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're exploding Though, to rocks. be fair,
0: I do think I just want to throw out there i I do believe that i uh, that Rand actually says in their first uh, encounter. It might be in the second one. To be fair, but I think it's in their first encounter that Rand actually says, "You're gonna lose people. Make it humane." And and so I don't know if he actually does get if time actually gets the opportunity to go ahead and, and take out the the people who are uh, going insane in a non. Or, or in a violent way, but definitely, I mean, it can be not, it cannot be argued that Mazrum Taim would be the kind of person who would, if he was allowed to, and possibly did it regardless of this conversation anyway. But anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think I have my meeting to go to anymore. Yeah. Oh. Meeting's postponed. Okay. For a week. Sweet. Not a problem. Um. So if anybody was like, wow, it seems like they're really kind of rushing through real quick. Like, yeah, because I had a meeting that was supposed to start like right now, uh, but I no longer do. So okay. um, so we have uh, at least a few more minutes. We're not going to belabor the point too terribly Correct. much longer. Um. So uh, some likenesses uh, between the two. Uh, there's definitely a heavy emphasis on manual labor, both oh, in yeah. the White Tower and the Black Tower. Uh, the mechanisms by which they're accomplished are different but each are backed by the goals of each tower Mm -hmm. um the white tower wants you to do these this hard manual label labor these menial chores the stuff that you're eventually gonna be like i came here to channel and this is bullshit why are you having me do this uh to teach you humility and serenity and to Mm -hmm. kind of uh, accept and go with the flow of life uh, whereas the black tower it serves as a way to make you train while you're not in active training. Yes. Um, you know, if you want to take a, I believe at one point they talk about it, if you want to take a warm bath, you better learn how to heat the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's uh, if you want to have a house or a shack or whatever to live in, you better learn how to put it together with uh, with the channeling. Yes. Um. Uh-uh. So with put it together with the channeling with the channeling like the facebook the channeling
0: you see if you want to live in house you better learn Mm -hmm. how to with the channeling Mm -hmm.
1: um one of the big differences of course being that the the harsh nature of the training at the black tower inherently um lended itself to casualty um and that's not just because The more you use sidine before it's cleansed, the more insane you go and the faster you go insane. But just sheer accident. Like uh, one of the big things they did were shatter boulders. So how long did it take somebody to realize, hey, if I'm going to shatter this boulder, shrapnel is going to come back at me because it just slit three guys' throats. Um, We should probably have a shield in front of us of some sort, you know, Mm -hmm. a shield of air. Um, But counter to that, you wind up finding Ashaman that are more adept than most Aes Sedai at maintaining multiple weaves at the same time. For example, they've yes. had to do so from their inception. Um, so, yeah, I would like to think that no Ashaman got blood on his coat at Demise Wells, so that they all had their splash guards up and at the ready.
2: Yep. So, I also have that headcanon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah all right so i will start with sort of
0: general final thoughts um i definitely feel like both towers get a bad rap for the training that they do in the story because we are getting such a slice out of what they are doing uh in the long term um You know, Rand gets a lot of flack for leaving the Black Tower to its own devices, and it's deserved. Um, The White Tower actually gets a lot of flack for being way too overbearing in their training and not leaving the White Tower to its own devices on occasion, and it's deserved. Um, The Ashiman definitely have a lot more of a very... Specific and distinct and focused purpose which is nice because that definitely gives them
2: a place from which to to come at everything uh,
0: that means they always have a direct goal in mind uh, which is kind of nice honestly anyone who's ever worked on a project Uh, It's a lot easier to go ahead and do whatever it is that you need to do on that project when you have a very specific goal in mind, not just a general, well, this is the thing that we kind of want it to do. So figure it out, I guess. Uh, And I definitely feel like the White Tower is very much in that phase of the, well, we have something that we kind of need to do, but like most of the time, just figure out your own stuff, like self-guided learning uh individual study go have fun like um and so i definitely think that neither of them is even remotely perfect and i feel like both of them are actually pretty actively imperfect but it does depend on what you're trying to get out of it and in this point in the story and that's a very important piece of what i'm about to say I do definitely think that the Black Tower really knows what it's doing a lot better because it has that goal. It has that understanding of what its purpose is, of what it's trying to accomplish. And I think that really so many of the sisters have just lost that at the White Tower. And so they're just kind of coasting on what they've always done. And that's a really good way to just do nothing is to just lose what your purpose is. Uh, and so I I want to very much respect uh, both of the towers for what they're doing well. Um, but it definitely feels like a lot of problems in the books could have been solved by the Aes Sedai actually pushing the envelope a little bit more and going out and seeking a new purpose other than just to prevent the breaking that it doesn't really feel like is a worry today. It feels like they are trying to do something that's not really a danger. And that's, that's frustrating. Um, but yeah, so I definitely think that uh, the the two trainings are so fun to see as to sort of two sides of the same coin in the books. Um, they're both brutal in their own ways and they're both, necessary in their own ways uh and just seeing the two different uh methods is a really really awesome way to look at the military to look at abilities that humans you know can have uh in real life skills that people have uh you know sororities or fraternities that people want to join all of that different stuff so i am i'm a big fan of both of these organizations as writing tools uh, though I'm not necessarily a huge fan of both of these organizations as actual organizations.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: Um,
1: so to, to give some, as, as kind of my final thoughts, to give some credence mm-hmm. um, and some understanding to the White Tower. Uh, we have no way of knowing how much of the gripes and issues we have with what the White Tower became are because of inside manipulation by elements like the Black Aja and Dark Friends. Um, 100%. If you're, if you're able to stifle the technological or magical advancement of your enemy, that is an invaluable tool in conflict. Uh, so if you can make them too afraid to experiment, to learn, to figure out what all of these angry all do, uh, you have a massive leg up. Yeah. Um, So I I feel like that probably did play a a big role. Oh, huge. Um, Yeah. So, but even with that, um, you kind of don't get an exception for uh, the arrogance that the atmosphere of the white tower breeds. Um, And there's where you have this, uh, this danger where there is prestige and power breeds complacency um, and, and arrogance. And we see it in full effect and it leads ultimately to, you know, a breaking of, of that tower and, you know, ideal, ideally um, what comes back together after this breaking is a lot stronger and a lot better off than what it was initially. And thankfully, um, just like you did immediately after the breaking, you have Aes Sedai that saw how everything went, that will be able to tell the stories of Caution. That will inevitably be buried deep and hidden away within the thirteenth Depository for mm-hmm. no one to ever mm-hmm. read about again. Because um, I said I do be doing I said I stuff. Um, the Black Tower has the benefit of being only a year and a half ish old. Uh, by the time the end of the books come around, they don't have a long enough history to actually have a history. Um, but in the short time they do exist, they do create a significant mark. Uh, Even given how little time we spent at the Black Tower in the books. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're very much a purpose-built organization that uh, is born from a a drastic contrast to the White Tower. The White Tower were a bunch of Chandlers that had no definable goal in life anymore other than just trying to survive. And they came together and built what we know as the White Tower you now have a black tower who was purpose-built only to turn out weapons of war for the last battle that now has to find a purpose and a motive moving forward in a brave new world. Uh, mm-hmm. Quote Sid Meier civilization five loading screen. Um, it's a great game. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh But I, I love it. I mean, Either way, the training methods and the restrictions on training and, and everything are sure to change. The White Towers seen how stagnant they got, not experimenting, not trying to understand their history and what these Angriol and all that kind of do. And they have people like Avienda and people like Elaine and, and others. Though Elaine's probably going to be busy taking baths with her crown uh, to really do too much investigation on Angriol. But, you know, it is what it is.
0: Um, they're, hey, they're i learned change. from harry potter one of the best places to go ahead and uh bring new tools uh and learn about them is the bath so maybe that's actually just what elaine has been gearing up for this whole time yeah, when she finds a big
1: golden egg on Gryol, <laughs> exactly and moaning myrtle starts talking about her bolsterous bosom or, or whatever there you go all I... right but it's, it's interesting, The uh, I mean, everything's purpose-built, everything's reflective, you know, it follows this theme of balance, um, mm-hmm. as uh, fans of the series have come to very much expect. Um, but we'll see how that turns out in the TV show. I'm very excited to see what training at the Black Tower grounds looks like in the TV show. I is agree. it going to be as harsh as the books portray it, and I envision it, or um, is it going to be uh, softened up a little bit? Depends on what rating Amazon decides those episodes mm-hmm. are okay to have. That's fair. But what do you think? Uh, what are, do you think are the biggest differences between the training methodologies at the black tower and the white tower? How do you think they're going to change moving into the fourth age? Um, just let us know what you think. What do we get right? What do we get wrong? Uh, and please, if you're going to say all of it, just like actually say why, no not to say all yeah. of it. <laughs> um <laughs> Unless you're uh, probably more shoddy, who will hear this and go expressly do that just to mess with us? Um, <laughs> fucking mad lad. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's all I have. I believe. Same. I mean, I could talk forever on it, but I shouldn't because same. I start to ramble and say the same shit over and over again.
3: <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, that's going to do it for this. Uh, we hope to see you at Watcon. We did the day. The day. I hope to be able to speak English um i hope to see you at WatCon. we hope to see you at JordanCon. uh yep. we hope that if you're in some place that it's currently tax season that you get that stuff done as efficiently and stress-free as possible indeed um, fuck me um but for all of us here at the black tower podcast i have been your bajan mihail andrew and your Soravon Mahale. Your Soravon
0: Mahale, Josh. I like it.
1: Very close, actually.
0: <laughs> I do my best. Uh, and I have been your Amman Khan Mahale, Daniel. And again, from all of us here at the Black Tower podcast, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you had a good time. Uh, we had a fun time making it. So we hope that you enjoyed listening to it or watching it or however you intake your podcasts. Uh, And definitely, we hope to see you again next week uh, when we are talking about another exciting topic about the Wheel of Time. And uh, we hope that your morning's going well. And in case we
2: don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, good listening.
3: Trouble you just fit. In.